Hello everyone and welcome to your best self podcast. I hope you are all well and having lovely days, evenings, uh, mornings, whenever you're uh, listening to this. Um, So today I want to speak about protein and how it is very important for health, for fat loss um, and why I bang on about it so much. If you're a client, you'll be like, oh, here she goes again, she's talking about protein. Um, But I want to do this podcast just to explain a little bit about why it's so important, um, but also some practical tips about increasing your protein intake um, and some easy ways to do that. So let's get started. So protein. It is one of the four macronutrients, so the other three are carbs, fat and alcohol. Um, Protein has four calories per gram, the same as carbs. Fats have nine calories per gram and alcohol is actually seven calories per gram as well. Um, Protein is, it's the building blocks of every process in the body. So when protein is broken down, it turns into amino amino acids and these amino acids are responsible for pretty much everything in our bodies so that is things like digestion um, repair so like muscle repair cell repair it transports molecules around the body um, it's really important for our immunity um, it reduces the risk of osteoporosis and sarcopenia in later life so um, sarcopenia is like an age-related um, disease and it's involunt- involuntary loss of skeletal muscle mass and strength and this can begin as early as the fourth decade of life which is particularly scary because I am reaching that and you never ever think about this when you're young you never think about when you're in your 40s and your 50s but actually like focusing on getting as much protein just now and weight training like there's never uh like there's there's never the the best time to start weight training and to thinking about this is as as young as possible but the next best time is now like just because you might be in your 40s and your 50s like that does not mean to say that you shouldn't start doing this thing now or focus on these things now because it will benefit um and protein is going to help do that and so is resistance training um, but we'll get on to that and growth. So protein is really beneficial or really important for the growth and that is like not just muscle, things like your hair, your skin, your nails. And here is like just some crazy, crazy uh, facts about muscle. So when we're talking about muscle growth um, and about the health benefits that actually having muscle can have for you and why it's so important and why I will always, always, always try and get people to lift weights and build muscle. Um, And here's why. So people with more muscle have 81% lower risk of developing heart disease. People with the least muscle are twice as, twice have, oh my gosh, I can't speak. People with least muscle are twice as likely no, oh my gosh, what's going on? They have twice the risk. So people with the least muscle have twice the risk of de- of developing diabetes. Um, and that's because muscle makes us better um, able to use insulin and control our blood sugar levels. People with lower levels of muscle have a greater risk of osteo- osteoarthritis. And 
more muscle is also linked with a better quality of life. So that is why I will always, always, always try and convince people and try to get people to lift weights, whether that's their body weight to start with, um, or like getting into the gym or getting some weights for uh, in the house, because it is it is honestly it is so important for your health and your quality of life. Um, so if you take anything from this podcast eat your protein, eat more protein and lift some weights. Um, so if we're thinking about like protein and how much we need, like it is important that we do consume adequate adequate amounts of protein in our diet. Um, so what is adequate? So the RDA, so the um, recommended, I couldn't think what that was, the recommended daily amount for protein is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So if you are a 75 kilogram female, this would be, or male, this would be 60 grams of protein. But this is the RDA, so it's, it's, this is the, like the minimum amount that you need to stop you becoming deficient. And personally, I would never set a, cal- a protein target at 0.8 um, per grams per kilo for any client like I think it's too low uh, and I think that for the majority of women like they should be aiming for at least 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight and that is at least if your goal is fat loss I would advise higher than this and if you have a muscle building goal then you will need to be higher than this so a rough guide um as if you if your goal is fat loss I would look for something between 1.2 to 2 grams per kilogram. So if you're in a larger body, like that might be down towards the lower end um, to start with and then you can build up. Um, Or again, if you're not used to eating that much protein, you can start at the lower end and build up as you you become more used to it. But at a minimum, I would aim for 1.2. If you have a muscle building goal, then you want to be up at, like, I would say between 1.8 grams and 2.6 grams per kilogram of body weight. And that's, like, for muscle building. Um, so, if we are thinking about fat loss, because majority of my, my clients come to me and they have fat loss goals. So, why do I bang on about protein? And why is that the, the one macronutrient that I basically get people to focus on? Um, like at the minute, just because of how um, the app that I use is set up, like I have to, I have to say like all three macronutrient targets, but I really don't like doing it. And I'll always say to clients, please don't worry about your carbs and fat. Please just focus on protein, 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 protein. And why is that? Like why is protein so helpful when we are trying to lose fat? There's a few reasons for this. Like one, it's the most satiating macronutrient. So it is going to keep you fuller for longer. So if you focus on getting protein with every single meal, like not only is this going to make that meal more filling like at the time, but you're going to be less likely to slack, to slack, to snack in between your meals as well. Um, second reason it has a higher thermic effect of feeding like of all the macronutrients so protein requires more energy to digest in fats and carbs so increasing the protein in your diet will mean that you're going to burn more calories like it's not a crazy like high difference but it is all going to add up um, like over time um, number three is eating enough protein alongside like weight training or resistance exercise, whether that is with um, with weights or whether it's just your body weight, 
that's going to help build muscle and muscle is more alongside all of the health benefits that I've just spoken about muscle is also more metabolically active than fat so you're going to build burn more calories at rest so the more muscle you have the more lean muscle mass you have the more calories you are going to burn again it's not a crazy amount of a difference but alongside the health benefits like this is just an added bonus of having more muscle and eating more protein is going to help with that and the last reason is like when you're dieting like you're actively creating an energy deficit and you want your body to use the energy from fat not muscle because of all the reasons I've just spoken about you want to hold on to that lean muscle because it is such precious tissue with so many health benefits so eating enough protein helps you hold on to that lean muscle tissue and it will mean that the energy that your body is going to burn is going to come from fat stores, not muscle. Um, so what are examples of high protein foods and like roughly how much should we, should we be eating at each meal? So high protein foods, if you're a client there is a guide in the vault um, and it's guide to macronutrients so there's lots of examples in there but if we're thinking about like from like um, like meat or fish you're thinking like st- um, steak chicken turkey salmon prawns cod tuna sausages i'm all out um, and then we've got like dairy sources so milk cheese cottage cheese yogurts like your great yogurt your high protein yogurts um uh, oh my god it's, the name has just came out like your soft cheeses and things like that as well Veggie vegan sauces, so sausages, like your veggie sauces, Linda McCartney, um, corn, tofu, seitan, is that seitan? Um, like beans, legumes, eggs, chickpeas, lentils, quinoa, they're all really like awesome sources of like veggie or vegan, obviously I know some of these are not vegan, like your eggs are not vegan, but like, you get the idea. And you've also got like your kind of supplement end of things so like your protein bars your shakes um like whey protein powder and if you like you're vegan i think you've got like um, pea protein there's lots of different um protein powders available now um so yeah like there's there's a whole rake of different sources that you can get your protein intake from and as a rough guide like i would aim for 20 to 25 grams at a minimum for each meal and how I like to break it up as like with clients is I would get them to aim for most females like twenty to twenty five grams at breakfast because breakfast always, in my experience, tends to be where people have a lower protein intake. So just getting a little bit more, and this doesn't have to be like really complicated. It could just be as simple as like a protein pouch and a banana, or protein yogurt with a little bit of um, granola and some fruit like it doesn't have to be like some like poached eggs avocado toast combination like obviously go for that if you that's what you like but it doesn't have to be taking ages to to prepare so I'd say 20 to 25 grams for your breakfast and then 20 um, 25 to 35 for lunch and dinner and then all you really need is a 20 gram snack and your protein intake is up in the hundreds very, very easily. If you're vegan or veggie, like I would actually 
bump that up a little bit. I would aim for 30 to 35 grams. And without really overcomplicating things, like there are nine, so there's 20 amino acids, but nine of them are essential. And that means that the body can't produce them. It needs to get them from food. So in order for like vegans and veggies to reach this, um, like to get your nine essential amino acids, they kind of need to think about complementing proteins because all of your animal sources will have these nine essential amino acids, but vegan or veggie sources um, don't. So if you, you have to kind of think about if you are vegan or veggie, like complementing protein sources. So things like rice and beans together or nuts and seeds with legumes because like these are some of them are higher in one one essential amino acid and lower than others so if you have them both together you're going to get like a a, um, a better uh, protein uh, makeup than just having like one just having beans or just having rice and that's why actually increasing your um, protein intake and or their protein target in those meals makes it a little bit easier to do um, and it just means that so when we're thinking about building more muscle it it's important to hit like um, what's called the leucine threshold at each meal so we want that to spike muscle protein synthesis so if you think about like a, a graph you want that to go up when it's spiking muscle protein synthesis and then over time like after that is going to gradually come down and then you're going to go into muscle breakdown and we want to try and make sure that the curve so that graph sits in the higher end over time so I'm drawing this in my hand and I know that nobody can see me um, but that you want basically there to be a higher proportion of muscle protein synthesis building of new muscle um, than muscle breakdown, like the breakdown of muscle. And this is only going to happen when that leucine threshold is hit. Um, so it's why it's important as well to think about spacing your protein intake out across the day. So it's why I advise clients to have like 20 to 25 grams at breakfast, like 25 to 35 at lunch and dinner, because that is going to spike muscle protein synthesis throughout the day. And that's what we want. So a lot of people would maybe have like 10 grams at breakfast, maybe like 15, 20 grams at lunch and maybe have like 60, 70 grams at dinner. Like that's not ideal. Um, we want to try and hit that protein, that leucine threshold, which is usually about 20 grams of protein, um, like an animal source of protein and a dairy source of protein. Um, you're going to hit that leucine threshold. So that's why that's the kind of minimum I would advise for each meal. Um you're going to hit that with that um, throughout the day if you're having that at least at every single meal. And there's going to be space in between for that gradually to come down and then you're going to spike it again. And that's what we want to, to try and achieve. But obviously you don't have to be thinking about that every single time you go to to have a meal. Like, oh, I need to, sp- I need to um, spike my leucine threshold here. Like if you're following the kind of rough guidelines that I've said, but you're putting in taking each meal, that's going to happen um, like without you really, without you having to think much more about it. So let's go th- on to like some practical tips to help increase your protein intake. Um, so number one is to plan your meals around protein. Like I know that sounds really simple, but it's often overlooked. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to have like the plan all their meals and they're like oh my god my protein intake is still quite low whereas if you think about your protein intake first and you think about the protein source that's going to be in each meal 
and then you you um, build your meals around about that protein source. So if, if you're tracking calories, everything's going to go into like Kahuna's if you're a client or uh, my fitness pal usually. And then you can be like, right, great, I'm at 100 grams of protein, perfect. Now I'm just going to build that, build my meals around about that. And obviously, like that, you don't have to stick to that religiously, but like you know, you've got a rough guide and you know that your protein intake is going to be hit. And then you're like, happy days, I can now move on with my day. So that could look like, if you know you're going to have eggs for breakfast, but you might have an omelette or you might have scrambled egg and toast. Like you know you're going to have tuna, that's your protein source for lunch. So you're either going to have like a wrap, a bagel or like a baked tie. Like how, how fucking good are baked potatoes? Like, oh, so you can get like a really, really nice crispy skin and it's quite salty. Oh, the hospital do amazing, amazing baked potatoes. Um, um, I'm actually slavering. Um, yeah, so, and then, and then you maybe going to have like mince for dinner, whether that's corn mince or like, um, beef mince, chicken mince, turkey mince. So, you know, you're either going to have like chilli or a bolognese or like a pasta bake or something like that, but you know it's going to be mincing, you know, going to be hitting your protein target with it. And then snacks, like, gosh, like high protein puddings, high protein mousses, like yogurts, um, you can have have them a little bit of fruit, protein bar, protein shake, like protein shake after the gym, like, you know, there's lots and lots of different options. The one thing I would say about snacks is, like, marketers have cottoned on to high protein and they put a lot of, like, on their packaging, like, high protein, high protein snack, like, oh, high in, like, high in protein. So just have a little look at the back before you pick them up. There's a lot of, like, kind of the nut and seed bars that, that claim that they are high protein, um, but they actually only have 10 grams of protein and they're quite high in the calories for like that 10 grams. So you're maybe talking like 250 um, calories plus for a bar which has only got 10 grams of protein. And if we're thinking about like hitting that leucine threshold, we want to have at least 20. So you're going to have to have something as well as um, that to bump up your protein. So it's it's just thinking about that Um when you're picking up these snacks, like don't just have a quick look at the back of the packaging. Don't get fooled by the marketing. Um, I know that I have been there. Like I've been like buying like the Nature Valley bars, been like yeah, they're really high in protein, and it's like nine grams of protein, and I'm like oh, you would need to eat. You actually need to eat more than two of them, which would be over five hundred calories, and I could think of much more enjoyable ways to get five hundred calories. <laughs> um, and only get and get even less than twenty grams of protein. Um, the second tip, practical tip, is just thinking about your snacks. Again, these tend to be lower in protein, um, and usually higher in carbs and fat. Usually both. So again, it's a little bit planning. So plan some high protein snacks. Um, or swap your usual snack for something similar but higher in protein. So if you usually have like a Muller Light, like swap that for one like a high protein yogurt i don't even know how many how many calories are in a muller light but <laughs> not calories how many grams of protein are in a muller light but i think it's like something ridiculous like three or something that's really really low but if you're swapping that for like an arla one or a graham's one like they are 20 odd grams of protein um and it's i actually think they're tastier to be honest and they're going to help keep you fuller for longer um and then you've also got like, I mean, Aldi's just 
freaking amazing for <laughs> for high protein snacks. So you've got all like your mousse's yogurts pouches, even like things like the little um, chicken snacker things. Um, they've got like protein pancakes. Although I have never ever seen the protein pancakes in the Aldi in Kilmarnock. Um, it's always out of stock, out of stock. Um, don't rate. I don't particularly rate Aldi protein bars. I think I don't think they taste very nice. Lidl protein bars are amazing. Um, and they are really cheap. I think well, the last time I was in, it was like under three pounds for three protein bars, twenty grams of protein, and they don't taste like shit. They actually are really really nice. Um, but there's so many like in the supermarkets. Like there are a lot of really good high protein um snack options now. Again, just having a wee look at the back, just making sure you've got like that 20 grams. One of the protein bars actually to be mindful of is the Fulfill, um, because they're actually only 15 grams of protein. Um, I don't know why they just don't have another 5 grams of protein in there. Like, But yeah, like you could have that alongside something that would to bump up your protein if you wanted to. Um, and the last tip is to, I've spoken about this before, um, increase the portion I'm actually thinking, did I speak about this in the podcast? I was doing a, I was doing a check-in just before this and I mentioned this in the check-in. Anyway, um, increase the portion of protein in your meals. So if you are struggling to get a protein intake up, like have a look at your meals. Like often I find that people tend to overcomplicate like their nutrition or like their protein intake. Like I just can't hit it. I need to have another snack or I need to have another little mini meal. But all they need to do is like just simply look at the portion of or the source of protein in their meals and just increase this a little bit. So if you're only having two eggs for breakfast, like have three or have two eggs and two egg whites. Like if you're only having a hundred gram portion of yogurt, have two hundred grams. If you're cooking a meal with chicken breast and you're only having a hundred grams of chicken breast, like have a hundred and fifty. Like these small adjustments are going to make a big difference across your day. Um, and it's not too much more thinking because the meals are already like you're already having that particular meal and that particular um like source of protein. You just have to increase it a little bit. So there we have it. Like this is like the reason why I bang on about protein all the time, and it's why I get you to focus on it so so much. But the health benefits are like they're so they're just like yeah they're just insane protein intake but also like the impact that is going to have on your health on your uh, building muscle and the, the impact that muscle is going to have on your overall health um like the impact it can have on your quality of life like the length of your life as well um and like protein like it's going to help you lose fat it's going to help you be metabolic metabolically superior <laughs> um but it's also going to improve your health in so, so many ways. So, yes, please eat your protein. Please lift some weights or just move your body. And, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope it has made you realise why protein is so important. But also it's gave you some really useful practical tips for you to use moving forward um, to help increase your protein intake. So if anybody's got any questions, please, you know where I am. I will leave um, my details in the show notes. But if you want to get in touch via Instagram, my handle is heather.moffit.fitness. And if you know somebody who is struggling with their protein intake or who needs to hear this, 
then please pass it on um, and that just helps me help more people but I hope you all have lovely lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode